0: i'm Cherise davis and i'd like to welcome you to pineapple talks several years ago i was introduced to the word hospitality it resonated with me and it sounded so good to my ears i even ended up going to school to learn about it these days i am a professor and guess what my subject matter is hospitality The world of hospitality is a pretty big one. In fact, it is a trillion dollar industry. As a way to help paint a picture of opportunities for my students and enlighten others who may be curious, I decided to interview men and women who play a part in the hospitality industry. You are in for a treat because today you will get to hear from four amazing women. Who are serving up contemporary class and charm at the Charlotte City Club in Charlotte, North Carolina. So, today, meet Carrie Detling, who is the Director of Member Relations, and Julie Peransky, who is the Membership Director, and Emily Sapier, who is Director of Communications and Events, and then Lauren Gartner, who is also a Johnson and Wales alumni. Uh, is a the private events manager. So ladies, welcome. Welcome to Pineapple Talks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are so welcome. And let's get started. So I want to uh, have you all take turns and just share a little bit about the origin of private clubs, as well as, you know, the origin story of the Charlotte City Club. Uh, You know, tell us about, you know, what is it that's special about private clubs? What are they? Why do people join them? How do people join them? And then also um, just about the city, the specifics
1: of the Charlotte City Club and how we got started. Carrie, I'll let you start with the origin of it. I think that might be a good starting point and then I'll pick up from there.
2: Okay. Uh, basically, the Charlotte City Club started as a, a men's business club. Uh, they wanted to meet and do business meetings and in a nice comfortable place so they developed the charlotte city club and it has evolved um since 1947 to allow women allow families it's now um multi function club we're a private dining club but um it's we do events, we do affinity clubs, like wine tastings, beer tastings. So we, we've come a long way. We, we try to stay fresh with renovations to keep the club going. Um, so all the way from 1947 and men's only to families, friends, and many, many
1: events at the Charlotte City Club. So, you know, about what private clubs really are, um, people pay to be a member of a private club. And when they pay to be a member of something, their expectations are immediately elevated, of course. So one of the primary things that we like to make sure that we do is really personalized service for our members. And when someone is a member of an exclusive club, they have an opportunity. They're putting themselves in an environment where they're going to meet people and network with people that they otherwise won't ever cross paths with. So, you know, it's a really great opportunity for um, folks of of all different levels of profession. So, for example, from um, the older, more established business people who are basically running our city to the younger, up-and-coming, young professional uh, members who want to rub elbows with those older folks and really find mentors for themselves. So like Carrie said, there are so many different ways to really utilize the club, but it is, it's a place where people pay to be a member. So they pay an an initiation fee and then they pay monthly dues. And then there is an expectation of food and beverage minimums as well. So there's a financial commitment to being a member of a private club, which is why once they join us, it's then our job to make sure that they are getting the service and the excellence that that they expect because they're paying for it. So not only do they have an expectation of food and service and the types of people that, that they wanna connect with, but likewise, when we're bringing new members in, we wanna make sure that we are growing with people who are bringing something to the table as well. They're bringing something to the club also because we're growing with people who everyone wants to connect with one another. It's a really beautiful, um, beautiful marriage of, you know, what they need and want and what we offer, and everything coming together really well. Girls, anything else you want to add? That was great. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, that was really great. Well, remember, um, I'm the membership director. I do this yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah.
2: If I can add one thing too, Julie, um, they also join for recognition. Um, when they walk in the door, it's my job to do my best to remember them and greet them by name mr. Johnson, Mr. Smith, um Miss Samuelson. you know it's that's what they look for it it's It makes them feel at home yeah yes.
0: was was it the cheers show that was like, um everybody wants to go, you know, hey <laughs> yeah.
1: and, I will start singing for yeah. you, so be careful. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. That was some really, really great insight. And I think you all articulated that in a much more exciting way than the textbook chapter did on, on private clubs. So what I like to do now is move on to just speaking about the club structure, the organizational structure, and you know what you you all specific roles are. And then because like you said, it's a membership club and people pay to be a part. So what is the role that the members play and then how do you all work together, you know, together and then, you know, separately?
1: Well, I'll give a general overview quickly. Of course, we all manage our own departments, those of us on this call. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, we do have, a. um, Oh, girls, what is it called? The outline of the organizational of, oh, chart. Organizational, the flow chart. Yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, so, actually, our members own the club. We are one of those clubs where we are member owned. There are a lot of private clubs out there that are owned by a corporation or owned by a few, um, a handful of investors. We happen to be member owned. So, they're at the top of the chain. Then comes our general manager. And then the rest of us fall under. You know, we're managing our own departments, um, so we all have a very specific role that we play. As you know, I'm the membership director. My responsibility is to retain our membership, um, the those that we have, uh, as well as grow the existing membership that we have. So um, I usually stay pretty busy. But um, the member role is that they own the club okay. we facilitate we take a lot of feedback we want all of their input and we facilitate what we see and hear that they want i see okay what would you girls like to add yeah i mean i would say for events the same
3: thing you know our member uh, events are kind of our top priority we don't really allow outs or we don't allow outside uh, or mem- non-members to host events with us so we do have relationships with other clubs that we do allow them to have an event with us or a member sponsored event um, but if you just had a couple that has no connection to the club um, we have grown that part of our events world by creating our associate membership so it's like a short-term membership. Um, They don't have to join as a full-fledged member, Um, but again, ultimately the members are our priority. And so kind of our loophole around to get, to grow our events department, because of course, you know, we want to make sure that that's, you know, full and lively. So we've have this associate membership where we can kind of get other people in other events in to come and join while still being part of our members.
0: So I'd agree. I, I love, it really sounds like, you know, that there's this family dynamic that's too, because it's a members only. So it's it's like, if you're not in the family, you know, you can't come to the family dinner, you know. But I think it might sound like, oh, that's, you know, it's excluding other people. But I think one way, another way to look at it is you're protecting, you know, those that are in your family. And then if you want to join this family, then you talk to the membership director and then you can come to the family dinner. (laughs) Exactly,
1: yes, (laughs) yes.
4: So, kind of like Julie was saying, we work for the members. So, we've got a lot of events. I do all of our club events, and that would be events that members attend that they pay for separately, not a contracted private event like a wedding or rehearsal dinner or corporate function. Those are all Lauren's department, but I do the member events. So, we've got a few that were born out of ideas from member feedback. So, we've got a literary salon where they mostly talk about arts and culture and art installations and the theater and right now things that are on you know online movies or books and things that they like but we also have a separate book club that's just focused on books and I would think in another organization you might not have both you would combine them but because our members wanted to have two very separate things that are both revolving around literature but the other one has an arts and culture aspect as well we have that at a group called global thinkers which is a group of people who kind of get our, get together to talk around the table about local economies, global politics, what's going on in the world and how it affects us. And then we have our groups that um, Carrie and Julie alluded to earlier. We have our tasting focus groups for whiskey and humidor. That's whiskey and cigar. We have barley and hops, which is beer. And then our Vintners Club, which is probably our largest group. And then they decide what the tastings are for the next year. So Vintners Club is about to have a survey to pick mm-hmm. the for the 2021 calendar year. We send it out to them and let them kind of make the decision of what it's going to be and therefore Lay down. the price point Lay is
1: going
0: down. to be. Lay down. Lay
1: down. Got it. Well so I'll say one other thing about uh collaboration, um, at least within the staff, uh, we all have to work um very closely together. Some of our departments overlap a little more than others. So, for example, the four of us that are here with you today, our departments overlap, um, I would say, significantly uh, day-to-day with the different things that we do. The four of us really rely heavily on one another to help one another um, just support our different departments. I could never do my job without these three uh, other ladies that are with us today and uh, And I'd like to think that I contribute to their success as well, so without having that um that relationship behind the scenes, and these are things that the members never see. they don't know exactly what all goes on into um really putting on the club events or a beautiful wedding or you know what Carrie does with member relations and making sure that our members. Know what's going on, or for me, just bringing new members in. Mm-hmm. So the the importance of working together behind the scenes and that collaboration aspect is critical. We can't, we won't be successful if we don't do that. Yes, yes, agreed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. So with working together, um, you all are, oh. you know. Let I was going to say, COVID nineteen has definitely impacted. This year, and so how has working together uh, pre-COVID and post-COVID like how what has that been like? So I guess pre-COVID, what are is a workday like? What, what what was it? You know, um, what were some of your challenges pre-COVID, and then maybe what were some of the challenges now that it's COVID? Um, Pre-COVID,
1: it you know, every day is different. That's the beauty of the job, really. <clears throat> when you work in a private club, you you have different requests and different questions and different problems and issues that we deal with. Um, but we were all there together. And it's, it's easy to run up to the club level and, and handle an issue. I think that all four of us here, as well as everyone else that works for the club, we do our best to give the impression of, you know, a duck gliding very nicely over the water and underneath we're all paddling really hard and really fast to make sure that everything is, is operational and, and going well. Post-COVID certainly... <laughs> <laughs> has changed a lot. Today? You, know, <laughs> uh, you know, going from an organization and, and job functions that required us to be on site yeah. yeah. all the time in order to do our job And now we have to figure out a way to do that from home. Mm -hmm. Um, It it was certainly a transition, just like any organization, any industry, anyone who has a job had that same difficulty, but I'll speak for myself. I don't know about the other girls, but I somehow found a way to make it work for me and for my job function um, so much so that i'm not sure that i will have as much success if i go back to the way i used to do it before interesting so so
0: let me one more question so you you all the club is open but are there limit are there limitations to maybe what was available before as versus what's available now So right
4: now we have dinner wednesday through saturday which were our dinner nights before Mm-hmm. Wednesdays are a little lighter, but I'd say Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays are the same volume given the capacity restrictions. Right now we're limited to 50% in the state of North Carolina. Um, all the tables have to be six feet apart, but our tables are nine feet apart and we have a fancy new air system. Our general manager would get after me if I didn't mention,
1: but <laughs> it's an
4: ion system. it takes the particles in and it, like cleans them and shoots them back out. So our air system is really... <laughs> revolutionary and it's a lot the same thing a lot of hospitals have so we've added things like that and I think that's what's enabled the volume to come back and then from the communication standpoint we added an entire page on our website about our COVID-19 protocols we developed a 20-page COVID manual about you know what we're doing if this happens then this is how we're going to react so that way you know god forbid knock on wood we have to contact trace we've got systems in place where we're able to do so right off the bat without missing a beat Luckily, knock on wood, don't want to jinx anything. We haven't had anything yet. Um, Our servers are wearing masks and gloves. We all take our temperatures when we come in. Mm -hmm. If you have the slightest cough, you can go home. Um, But that kind of thing. But we started again with lunch just on Thursdays and Fridays for the regular lunch time period, still at that capacity. Mm -hmm. And I mean, pretty pretty well received. But Mm -hmm. a big part of it, I think, not to toot my own horn, but is how we're communicating it. And are we in feeling <laughs> confident of safety to,
2: Sorry.
4: to you know to say we've got your back, but also we want to keep our staff safe. So we're keeping both a priority. And I do think that's helping with members a lot. There's been a few private clubs in Charlotte that have had to shut down for a few week periods because they did have a cook case or two or three. And yeah. no. so far we haven't yeah. had that. We've said to no. them it just happens. since the
0: PowerCoin. I think it's yeah. okay.
4: incredibly helpful. I we've see. got a lot of members who are older who we are the only place that they are leaving their house to go to. Right. If I go to the grocery store, they're probably getting groceries delivered, but mm-hmm. if they're choosing to eat out, they're only coming to the club because they know we're doing all that and more to keep them safe.
0: I love, I love that you all are really taking it that seriously. And I mean, and really, I feel that what you all are doing is going to actually become like the new standard for, for places. So And it just reinforces why you all have, you know, been so successful for so many years. Uh, And I think, uh, were you going to say something, Lauren? Before I, I I think you were talking about maybe your, your role. Was that?
3: Um, I think I was just going to add, you know, in in events, like how Julie kind of piggybacking off on Julie, how she said, you know, her whole world has gone remotely like most. And for all of us, we are as well like if we're not at the club we are working remotely and trying to keep our distance you know between other managers and whatnot um but obviously events is an in-person thing so that obviously has just changed drastically um and things that we're doing and mm-hmm. i don't want to jump too far ahead i know we have our post covid questions but um it was just to talk about you know for me in my world it's it's very odd to be at home um i found that my transition at home has been all right but you know meetings are obviously things are in per- person tours are in person um it's much easier to show the club off obviously in person than versus just describing it or you know sending pictures and things like that so we've certainly changed and pivoted to do all that but i think at least for things like that or for the events world all that is much easier to visualize in person so we've done i've done a few tours here and there and things like that but again it's it's just a weird world right now to not have that just be the natural first thing to do versus like a zoom call or you know a conference call with facetiming going through the club yeah. and showing them the new spaces so it's all it's all just very weird but we're making it work
0: well that's good i love the optimism that you all have and you know just figuring it out and making it work so I want to maybe go back to pre-COVID for just a moment and hear from you all about what some of the perks are to working for a private club or what have been, uh, what's been a very memorable experience where you're like, man, I love this job. This is where I want to be.
3: I'll go really quickly. Sorry, Julie. For someone that worked in hotels for six years, the biggest perk is that the club actually closes. Um, there's actual days where you know you'll have for for us it's Sunday so I always know I know we have a few things on Sundays like Sunday brunch or something but Sundays are off you know that we're closed for holidays we close or we have limited hours so like I said for someone working in a hotel where you're just on the grind all the time and nights weekends holidays it kind of didn't really matter because the hotel is open 24 seven the biggest perk for me is that we can actually close. Um, I don't know if that's the same for you ladies, but for me, that was definitely something that I
1: enjoyed for sure. That's actually a great one. I wouldn't have thought of that. Um, but in a previous life I worked, uh, for the airline for many years and yeah, we don't really close either. So every holiday, every weekend. So I get that. Um, for me, I think one of the best perks is, uh, all the people that we get to meet and not only meet, but get to know them. Um, I now know so many people in Charlotte that I never would have had an opportunity to, again, cross paths with not only just to meet them, but to really get to know them and know their families and have conversations with them. It has really enhanced my life. I know that sounds like a dramatic Mm -hmm. statement, but it has really enhanced my life. The people that I now, um, am able to pick up the phone and give a call to. Right. Right. Exactly, I think that's a great benefit as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're creating consistent
3: relationships too. You know, like a hotel or airline, people are in and out, and you may see them. You know, you may see that consistent traveler once a week or whatnot. But like Julie said, you're meeting these people that are here every week, coming to all the events, coming to whatever. They're members for ten plus years. That I agree. I I think that's a nice perk as well.
2: If I can add to that, if, I mean, it's it's a great perk. I get to know the members too. And I love it being the first person they see as they walk through the door, but that helps me enhance their experience too. So if I know, Sharice, you're walking through my door, I know that you love our sweet tea that we have. So I'm going to let the server know, Hey, she's coming down, get her glass of sweet tea ready to go or, or whatever. Just, I mean, something as simple as that, or even if you have an allergy or something that really helps me. So a a work perk would be, you know, I can help you to make your experience better at the club. So that makes me look good. (laughs) It all works out. It does. It all works out.
0: And how? I'd
4: say I'm working on my Cicerone certification, which is kind of like sommelier for beer. So it's nice to be able to kind of expand your beer and wine knowledge and get the taste here and there and sit in on the Vintners clubs or, you know, we have, wine and beer reps drop by all the time trying to get us to pick up their newest line and so we'll all get to taste it and so that's been really fun because it's some stuff that I probably wouldn't order in a restaurant yeah. like last week we tried a sweet potato ale um it was pretty good not I don't even like sweet potatoes in real life so <laughs> right now I've got a cat attacking my arm <laughs> we do work from home. um but that's been a lot of fun and then I think you know we do get a complimentary lunch and dinner or whatever whenever you're there
1: mm-hmm. so that's
4: really nice also tried a lot of new foods that way that I probably wouldn't have ordered before um, our kitchen especially when I first came to the club like to joke that I have the palate of like a five-year-old but mm-hmm. we're really making moves we're making a but, lot of progress on trying new foods because it's really fun to be able to be in this hospitality environment with different food and beverage offerings and to be able to try those so I think that's really nice and then this might be my department-centric, but I choose to look at it as a perk. Flexible hours. So if I've got an event that starts at seven, I'm not coming in at eight thirty in the morning. I'll come in later because I'm staying later, which means you know I can take that mid-morning dentist appointment, or you know just kind of work my life around. It. Need an oil change on the way into work? That's great because I have an event that night. And part of that does kind of free up your weekends a little bit more. And like Lauren said, we are closed on Sundays and. Pre-COVID, I wasn't working a lot of Saturdays unless I planned an event and then I did it to myself. But the flexibilities in hours is really nice. We are working on you know Easter, Mother's Day, Thanksgiving, that kind of thing. So it's nice to have that flexibility in the regular work week.
0: Right, right. I've loved all of the sharing. Um, and just as I was listening, I it, if I could sum it up, it's good people, it's good food, And um, and and peace of mind, really. You know, that's kind of what I gathered gathered from what you all shared about your perks. So um, I know that in the midst of the COVID crisis, I follow you all on Instagram, and I have been seeing all of these changes, beautiful changes that are being done to the club. So uh, where where are you all in the renovation process? And then what has that been like doing that? During COVID, how and then also maybe how has that affected your respective roles?
4: We're finally finished! (laughs) (laughs) Yay! So look for that on the Instagram within the next week or so. We're looking to move our service from currently in the ballroom, which is funny because you know pre-COVID we would have never thought of dining in the ballroom as Mm -hmm. a spectacular pro, Mm -hmm. but it does allow us to have nine feet between tables without any obstacles or. You know, somebody being like stuck in the corner of the dining room. So -hmm. it'll be interesting to transition out of the ballroom into the real dining room now. Um, But I'm really excited to put that on social media. And because people have been at home and they either couldn't leave their house at the beginning of this Mm -hmm. or they're not comfortable or whatever. We picked up a lot of social media followers, which is kind of hard to do as a private club because, you know, we have such a limited audience to begin with. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of people watching those videos, and they've been shared on local news outlets. And that's a little intimidating when you're yeah. just you know just walking around the club and check out these new curtains. And next week we're going to do this, and then all of a sudden it's in a news article. Um, <laughs> but it's a mean, lot of fun to have that on social media.
0: It's interior design, and then you, because you all have been showing the progress now, like you know, as someone who lives in a completely different state, I feel like I'm a part of the process with you all. So you know. I guess that's why. I guess that's why. And then I'm curious to know how have you all been doing personally with COVID? Like, how are you managing this time? Oof, roller coaster, that's for sure. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, for me personally, I think it's, it's just that a roller coaster. You know, we, when COVID happened, we actually closed March 17th for almost four months. Um, and so, in that time, yeah I think it was almost four months right yeah March 17th to mm-hmm. July 1st so I think a little over three and a half months um, so for you know me the club's not physically open so therefore we're obviously not hosting any events um, and a lot of that during that time was rescheduling events cancellations rescheduling events for the second time because you know we weren't sure how fall was gonna look like so we had moved all of our spring and summer stuff into the fall and then beyond and so that, I, that time when we were closed was really hard for me just because it was hard to see that light at the end of the tunnel because a we didn't know when we were opening at that time. And then b, again, you know, we can't do events, we have no idea what events is going to look like once we reopen. Um, and we, you know, during that time too, I feel like we kind of had a general plan or idea of what we wanted to do but it really was wasn't until that we open until we knew what the government governor had put in place for mandates that we knew what we could actually do and accommodate. Um, so I feel like events has just had this crazy roller coaster of yes, we can do this, no, we can't do this. Oh, your gathering limits ten people, but your wedding's for 250 people, what do you do with that? Yeah. Um it's been challenging, very challenging. I mean, it's it's been eye-opening too to see how quickly people can move. I feel like we've done a great job with um pivoting and changing and you know managing what we can do with the 50 percent restaurant capacity what we can do with events what we can't do with events um i feel like a lot of people a lot of clients at least have been understanding too and and appreciative of like emily said all the protocols that we have in place the masks, the one ways the temperature checks all that good stuff the you know we're no longer doing self-service food stations or beverage stations it's all plated um, that kind of thing, so or chef attendant, um, so yeah, for me, it's definitely just been a roller coaster, and mm-hmm. this gray area that stays gray, but we're making it through,
0: yeah,
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. I know for well, me, go ahead, you know, communications didn't stop, if anything, it yeah. got way more stressful, way more time sensitive, you know, before I had this beautiful calendar, of this is when we're going to send emails, yeah. this you is had a gonna...
0: plan you had a plan before, now it's like, right.
4: now we're just doing it as we go. Yeah. Um, because if I waited to send that perfectly composed email on Friday, who knew what, you know, the statewide mandates were going to be by Friday. Right. And luckily, I think in Mecklenburg County, we were kind of just barely one step ahead of what the state was doing. So it wasn't a drastic change. It never comparatively felt like whiplash compared to what the rest of the state was doing. But you know, there's a lot of emails. We got a lot more open rates at the beginning because people wanted to know what was going on. Um,
2: Yeah.
4: Transitioning to home, we bought a house and we moved in three days before the state of North Carolina shut down. Wow. So like everybody else and their mother, we were looking for a desk, a chair, a computer screen. Mm
0: -hmm. Luckily,
4: the day the club closed, I packed up my like monitor sitting right here and took everything. I ended up taking my computer chair from the club because sitting in a dining chair after three months just was not getting it. And my chiropractor said, you need to do something. Um, But yeah, it was really, really stressful. And to be the one communicating the sky is falling when the sky may or may not be falling, was kind of scary. Um, I think now we had a little glimmer of hope throughout, like construction is an essential business. So construction at the club was able to continue on. So we were able to share good news with members throughout, which I found personally uplifting because it was a little rocky there um, in March when everything's fine, everything is shut down. Surely we'll be back up by Easter. Okay, not Easter. Maybe <laughs> by Mother's Day. Definitely not Mother's Day.
0: <laughs> Maybe Fourth of exactly. July. Okay, nice.
4: Exactly. And then coming to the conclusion that all right, we're going to scrap the whole year and we'll start over as we can because this continuing to postpone events or okay, we could do this with that was just draining and. Once we came to the conclusion, yep. everything's canceled, let's just start from scratch. It got a lot better. Yeah. My cat loves me being home more, though. Than-
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think all all of our animals are happy that we're more present. <laughs> <laughs> more present.
1: Uh, well, I'll chime in on this question. Uh, for me personally, it, it only underscored... Um, how introverted I truly am at heart.
0: <laughs> interesting
1: uh, membership director. And so you have to connect it's, it's really, point, you know, out, you know? It's really it's, interesting. You are exactly right that nobody that knows me really would peg me as an introvert uh, because of, you know, my job requires me to be kind of on all the time. Um, But when I'm home, I don't talk a whole lot, except to myself or my plants or, but I really don't, um, it it didn't impact me, I think, as severely as some other people. My job, however, I fully expected membership to come to a screeching halt. Why wouldn't I? Who's going to buy a membership to a private club when our entire country is shut down um, in an unknown, unprecedented circumstance that nobody knows what's going to happen Well, here's what's crazy about that. I've been with the club for over 12 years, and I have never been as busy as I've been in these last six months. Our membership has grown more than it normally would have, but certainly significantly more than we ever could have imagined. Mm -hmm. I became so busy, and I had to come up with these creative ways. How do I sell a membership, like Lauren said, without being able to physically show the club? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I made a virtual tour for, for folks that I could send in a PowerPoint presentation. Um, Emily helped me with renderings of the renovation. It was all just kind of piecing it together as quickly as we could to try to stay functional.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I was growing membership like crazy. And even my boss said, what do you attribute this to? And I said, well, besides the fact that I'm completely charming and that's (laughs) what people love, um, I don't know. So I started asking people point blank, why is now the right time? Why are you, why are you going to pull the trigger on membership now? And I consistently got the same answer. And that was now more than ever, they wanted to be a member of a private, um, control private club with a controlled environment where they know exactly what they're getting when they walk in emily uh, mentioned earlier that we installed you know the silver lining to this timing was that we had our club completely ripped apart so we installed this system into our hvac
2: Mm -hmm.
1: that uh, you know almost completely cleans our air of any um bacteria, viruses, anything, including the coronavirus. So as our air recirculates, it's coming back into the club, very clean. Mm-hmm. Um, that along with our elevated protocol, people wanted to be a part of an, a club, a group, an environment where they know when they walk in, it's not open to the public. Right. Um, they're very safe there. Yes. And, and it really showed in um, membership growth. So Yes, we've all had to work really, really hard, much harder, I think, than we would have otherwise, but there was a reward at the end of it.
0: Yeah, I, I think the point that you just made was really great where you were speaking about what people are looking for right now. And and like you said, pivoting, just really trying to figure out how to, to sell that to people. And I'm just amazed that your numbers have actually gone up this year more than the 12 years before. That's you and me both. <laughs> oh, so amazing. Very, I, think amazing. A, I think part of it too is,
3: I mean, the hospitality world definitely got hurt, you know, pretty severely from COVID, but there's lots of businesses that are just as busy or have stayed busy where, you know, people are, yes, now working remotely, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're working less. Right. Um, and my brother is in the banking industry and he's, been busier than he has like julie said kind of than he would have normally been Mm -hmm. um so i think that's a big part of it too where not everyone else not every other industry is struggling the way
0: the hospitality industry is struggling right Mm -hmm. and and then the last thing i would just say about this is uh the private club sector of the industry is still very different than like the hotel and then you know, restaurants only. So there, there are some things that you all can do differently that is helping you all to stay afloat uh, and actually thrive. It sounds like, you know, during this time as well. So I think that's Mm -hmm. that's okay. So uh, I want to travel back in time just for a little bit and get some insight on the where you all are from and then how you knew that hospitality or private clubs was the industry that you wanted to move into.
1: I'll, I'll go first. Um, I'm originally from Ohio, but I've been in Charlotte for a very long time, probably longer than all of you guys have been alive. (laughs) I've been here probably over over 40 years. I've been in Charlotte. So Charlotte is my home. Okay. Um, I never had the inclination actually to go into hospitality. I did work as a server when I was younger and I was in college. Um, but to, for me, that was a stepping stone. And um, I, I just never had the inclination. I was in residential real estate before I got my job with the Charlotte City Club. And it just so happened that John, our general manager, was an acquaintance of mine. I didn't know him very well, but he was on my. Um, my mailing list as a realtor. And so he would get all of my, um, my marketing mailers, you know, things that I did. And uh, one day out of the blue, he called me and said, I have a position available and I'd like to know, if you know, if you'd like to talk with me about it. And really, even then I, I didn't have any interest <laughs> in changing careers, yeah, but I spoke the, with him about it. And, uh, the, and here I am. Yeah. So before you
0: were selling real estate, now you're just, you're selling membership. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I just really like people I really do. And so I knew whatever I did in my life, uh, career, whatever it was, that it was going to be a, a position where I wanted to work with people. I could not do a job sitting at a desk, working with numbers all day, like an accountant. Mm-hmm. that's great for an accountant. It's not good for me. Yeah. I saw all of you all shake
0: your heads like, yeah, no, that's, that's <laughs> not. No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So um, yeah. Who's next aha moment. Where are you from? Um, um-
3: uh, I'll go next. I'm originally from Massachusetts. Um, we've been down here now, I think about 12 years. Um, so kind of creeping up. I moved down here when I was 15. So I'm, I'm almost breaking even, even with how long I've been in Massachusetts and how long I've been down here. So that's certainly weird. Um, but similar to Julie, I don't think I ever really had a singular moment. I thought, hey, I want to be in hospitality. I knew I like being around people. Um, I knew I liked events and things like that, but I never really thought of being, myself as being like a planner or anything like that. Um, but I got a job in college um, that I worked for a catering company. And I love I loved that. Um, I loved catering. I loved, and that's where it kind of grew my love for events as well. Um, and I liked that I wasn't at just one venue at the time. You could go to different places, whether it's, you know, someone's really nice backyard on the lake or the Mint Museum downtown or something like that, um, and I kept just finding myself getting more positions in the events world um, or in the hospitality world uh, that I really liked, so I worked at Bank of America Stadium. I got a serving job with um, the uh, Marriott downtown, and then I transferred from UNCC to Johnson & Wales because I thought, you know, exactly, yep, um, I thought, you know, i obviously I like something. I like being around people and I like being around in this world. So let me pursue that a little bit more. And then like you, I got my internship at the Charlotte City Club as well, close to seven years ago now. Um, And I spent most of my time in the events department. And that's, I think that moment, I guess if you, if I had to put a finger on it was where I really felt like that's the direction I wanted to pursue. Um, And then I left from there and did Close to six years, a little over six years in the hotel world doing events, but also operations. I was a banquet manager, kind of did everything and realized no, events is my, my area. That's where I like to be in. So, yeah.
2: I love it. I love it. I'll go next. Um, I'm from Pennsylvania. I moved to Charlotte with my roommate from college. We decided there's too much snow up here. She was from New York. So we said, let's go south, and we're both still here. New nobody but um we love it love the weather and I kind of fell into hospitality I vowed actually in college after working in my, I'm sorry about my dog working in the cafeteria that I would never work in a restaurant and here I am 20 years later at the Charlotte City Club I um I was much a, a very shy person working at the front desk has helped me develop um better social skills um not be so shy be a little more outgoing and i just love working with the people so 20 years later i'm here at the city club i'm here in charlotte um
0: it's well it's really well it's really great down here so and i one thing i would just say just only because i've i've known you for so many years um, Mm -hmm. is that i love the love that you have for the club i mean most people don't stay in (laughs) positions that long, but the fact that it still brings you joy is something that I think is very, very special. And I think that says something about the others that work at the club, and um, you know, just just what you all do there. The fact that they've been able to hold on for that long, and you're okay with being held on for that long, is is very special. Well,
2: it's, the relationships play a very big part with with the members, the fellow staff. The, yeah. You know, you develop friendships the whole way through so that's
0: great and that's why i also love like having you know when i started pineapple talks is yes there's industry hospitality industry related things that are said but there's still also life lessons that i hope that you know others who watch draw from so i think the big thing today is relationships you know that is the key and the core to the club and that's you need that for life period so definitely yeah (laughs) so your aha moment emily
4: so I'm from South Carolina. I guess I'm the only one on this call who intended to end up in private club. my degree is a bachelor of tourism with a specialization in private club management and a focus in events. Here I am. Um, so went to the University of South Carolina, they have an amazing hospitality program. Mm-hmm. Did that for a while. I was at a club in Columbia before we moved to Charlotte for my husband's job. Mm-hmm. And it's probably not like the aha moment you know, that got me here because I literally went to school for it. But we had a member who was on our board in Columbia, and she was, you know, knocking down glass ceilings left and right. And she was a real champion for me as a young professional. And she since passed on. But when she was first diagnosed with cancer, she came into the club and eating with our silverware taste made all of her food taste like metal because of the chemo. So we switched. We got, you know, the really fancy plasticware. We got that for her and, you know, hearing things like that. And now in the back of my head, when I hear that a member is going through treatment, I'm like, do we have not, you know, Chinese takeout plastic wear, but do we have silverware tools that are going to, you know, still have the same clubby feel, but meet them where they are. Mm -hmm. And to Julie's point, I don't think you can teach a hospitality personality. You either have it or you don't. don't. And some people are a lot happier, you know, never seeing their client or customer. But I think that's something all four of us thrive on. And, you know, having the opportunity to make small differences like that in somebody's life is why they join a private club. But it's not hard to go above and beyond for people to make them more comfortable, especially in a situation like that. And that's something that I really, really enjoy in private clubs. To Lauren's point, you may have a few regulars in another industry, but in a private club, everybody's a regular. And you really do get to know them and see their families grow up and really like develop this ongoing lifelong relationships with them so I think that's probably my favorite part of hospitality as a whole
0: yes that's so beautiful It's weird that like my eyes are just kind of watery you know
1: what mine did too I thought it was me
0: (laughs) yeah this wow wow so I, I I this just has been so much uh fun and just, um, what's the word, Um, just full, just talking to you all. But I I do want to wrap up with this last uh, section where we're just talking about the later phase. So what do you all foresee is next for the city club? And then what do you foresee is maybe next for you, you individually?
1: Um, Next for the city club, does anybody really know the answers to that? I don't know. You know, (laughs) we're going with the flow. Yeah. Um, that's about as honest as I can be. Uh, we have completed this beautiful renovation. So I I certainly believe that um, we have great things in the coming years for the club mm-hmm. in every aspect of it, um, not only in membership growth, but in, you know, what we're able to offer to our members. And we are really elevating our level of service, our food, everything that we do, we're in a perpetual state of self-improvement. We're constantly striving to be better at our club. Um on a personal level, I I plan on staying with the club uh and, until I'm I don't want to work anymore. So um, you know, I'm I'm you know, not a young professional at this point in my life and I feel like I have finally landed in a place I have, where I you look like a young professional, but okay. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um but I feel like I have finally landed in a place that is comfortable, that um it makes me feel good and um and I think that I'm good at my job and that gives me pride. I take a lot of pride in it. So I'm as long as they'll keep me, I'm gonna stay. Yay. Awesome.
3: I'll go next. Who else? Um, okay.
1: <laughs>
3: I think it's the same for me. Uh, like Julie said, right now the club is just kind of going with the flow and certainly Um, that definitely includes events and what we can do kind of in the future and once we open back up as a whole um, to see what that looks like for events you know we part of the renovation we updated our ball one of our ballrooms um, so that's really exciting and Um, we've got a great culinary team that I think is looking like Julie said, to elevate our food experiences. And that's definitely one thing members love and especially members that host events with us is that they love that custom experience where they can tailor service to them, their food and beverage to them. Um, so I think we definitely have a lot of fun things coming up in events and assuming events can get back to some sort of normalcy, whatever that looks like. Um, I'm definitely excited to be a part of that, so at the
2: club um going forward we're all going to learn how to work and use our new renovated space too as well as looking forward to the rooftop patio that is in the future what? a rooftop patio it's it's been <laughs> in the works my my boss um he might kill me for mentioning that because it hasn't started yet but okay it, but it's it will happen it'll happen yeah yes and um
0: for me, oh, I just gotta be easy. like working there. <laughs> you're
2: gonna have to come back and visit. Yeah, and like everything
0: I mean, out. yeah, like I, I want to come back for yes. <laughs> yes.
2: No, you should and It's um, and I just love working with the members and and continuing to know them. And with this whole COVID, it's been a little challenging because the masks throw me off. I don't recognize anybody. But if if we can get to a, a more manageable state, then mm-hmm. I can continue the relationships and the building and um. Just furthering it. So. Yes.
4: Yes. Oh, so, I mean, future the city club. I think it's a really good time to be on the front of the wave of whatever is coming for
0: hospitality.
4: Mm-hmm. I think we're probably going to say goodbye to buffets forever. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. Right. So it's it's a lot of fun to be one of the people making the decisions of how it's going to look at the city club mm-hmm. five months from now, five years from now, based on what we're living through right now. And, uh, you know, I kind of hope that the hand sanitizers were everywhere and the curbside pickup and the yeah. conveniences that really brought private clubs, you know, to modern day technology stick around. Yes. Um, as far as me, like my degree's in private club management. For a while, I thought I'd like to be at an alumni club. Like the stadium, Baylor Stadium, has an alumni club inside. I've always thought that would be a really cool thing to do. But I really like Charlotte. So I think I'll be sticking around here for a good while um like all y'all said i'm not really into the snow so probably not gonna move up north anytime soon you mm-hmm. know, where i'm at and it's a lot of fun and the position keeps changing and evolving and
0: yeah.
4: you know it's never the same day twice so mm-hmm. as long as that continues to be fun i think i'll continue to be here
0: yay oh, ladies this has just been like so amazing i am incredibly grateful for your time and um, all of your insight, and, and you're sharing your stories. I mean, thank you so, so much for, for being available to talk with me today. And I know that others are going to really enjoy hearing from you and they're going to learn some things. And I do also believe that there will be people who will be inspired, um, especially even my students, you know, that they may even consider choosing a career opportunity in a private club as well.
1: Thank you for, for choosing us. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's (laughs) nice to be able to share a story and, and possibly help somebody make some big decisions in their life. Yes. Yes. And I have to just say, Carrie,
0: thank you. um, Because you really helped make this happen. I reached out to you and uh, you opened the door for a conversation with three other ladies who are just wonderful and sweet, just as you are. And, um, you know, just in hearing you all today, I was like, oh, I, I, I felt like, oh, I could work in the Charlotte City Club. Like, I would love to be, you know, around you all. And I, I know that that is what you give off to your members as well. So I celebrate you all very much. And just proud of the fact that you, you all are women who are, you know, managing your personal lives, but you're also finding fulfillment and building a career and, and you like it. And that's worth celebrating. So until next time, we'll have to catch base again, maybe, you know, in the coming months and do um, a catch up and see how we're doing. So I will um, just want to say thank you and we'll touch base again very soon. Thank Thank you, Cherise. Thank Thank you, Cherise. We'll see you next time. Thank you. My pleasure. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like, subscribe and share Pineapple Talks.